Okay. Is it live? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're recording. Alright, welcome to the Brady Farms Farmcast. I kind of like the Farmcast thing. It does have a nice little... Yeah. It rolls off the tongue. I'm Lisa. I'm Tom. I bake a lot. <laughs> well, welcome to welcome to our farmcast. We're small business that does farming, agriculture, as well as baking. We do a lot of baking, yes. A lot of baking. So much baking. So I bake. Um, Tom farms. Yeah, we do a lot more baking than we do farming. But the farming is crucial to the baking. Yes. Because we do incorporate some of the into the baking yes so this is our first podcast bear with us uh we're hoping just you know to educate people on small businesses life of a small business i guess and you know the ins and outs of running a farm and bakery and adulting and Parenting as well, and all the things that come with it. The The parenting side of it is definitely a challenging part. It's a hot topic. It is a very hot topic, especially if you have teenagers and teenage girls, to be specific. Yeah. Uh, We're going to categorize that as a <laughs> yeah true crime podcast. It really is a true crime podcast. Um Raising a teenage girl, running a farm, running a bakery, manny, managing, what, what do you say, we got 25 chickens? It, yeah. Duck goose, three little hellhounds. Little piglets, yeah. Little piglets, yeah, that always want to wrangle the chickens. Yeah. So we constantly got to be breaking up those fights. Because we do free range the chickens in the winter. We literally, it's like a zoo over here. It is. So. It's a literal zoo. And a teenage girl in the mix of all that is definitely, it adds a little... Spice. <laughs> yeah, it adds a little spice to the whole thing. Yes. Um, as most of you probably know, the attitudes, the uh, entitlement. This will be a safe space to yes, the safe air spaces. the grievances on parenting. And, I uh, mean, let us be clear. We're not really the kind of parents that are about safe spaces, but <laughs> um, it is something we still have to deal with because it's what they're taught in school. So we, we're, it's a constant battle of rewinding what they're taught at school and what they need to be taught. I guess, if you want to call it that. I'm not really sure I'm wording that right, but. I don't know either. Yeah. We'll start with the business side of things. Yeah, we'll... let's get back. Let's let's stop talking about that. And let's get Here's the deal. The we don't want to scare them off the first no, episode. we really don't. We're going we're gonna to jump into, like, our business first. So, the business name is Brady Farms. Uh, like I mentioned before, we are a. Small business for agriculture and baking. We do wholesale baking. Um, we've been in business what about six months at this point? Yeah, it's been a it's been a very short time. 
It's not our first business, but we've been lucky enough first to start food this business. one. Yeah, it's our first food business, and um, we're really enjoying it. But yes, it has only been about six months. Yeah, so it's been about six months. So had a lot of help from friends in the restaurant industry to get us set up with a commissary kitchen, proper licensing, and all that fun stuff um, to get the baking side of it going. Surprisingly, the agricultural side of it is very easy. Very easy, yes. Um, <laughs> as long as you're running a small operation, yeah. very easy. In, in the state of Nevada, if you have a small farm, here's the deal. It's going to cost you about 50 bucks, and you're in the clear. Like, no yeah. one's a wiser. So Somebody they, does an inspection. Yeah, they literally it. told me uh, if you were a bigger farm, it'd be much more complicated, but... Because we are a small farm, we're on about a half acre, um, the process was, I mean, it's laughable, really. Yeah. It was, you paid a fee, they came out and checked your compost, how you did things. Um, and what I mean by did things is, what do you do when you have pesticides? What do you do when, you know, what do you do with your eggs? How often do you collect them? Do you wash them? Um, how do you do your compost, things like that. So very, very basic stuff and not scary at all. So if any of you out there are, are looking to farm your little half acre, um, it's super easy to do. Super easy. But on the baking side of it, the gosh dang health department. Yeah. Let me, let, <laughs> I could write a country song about the health department. They just want their money. Well, but, luckily enough, we did get a really nice lady yeah. for our, with the health department. Yeah. Um, we did, the first time we emailed, we got a pretty crappy lady. We're not saying any names, obviously, but she was not eager to help us. Um, second time around, once we started breaking some rules, actually, um, rules, I mean laws, we quickly started getting some emails, and then we started getting the, the ball rolling. So it's amazing how that works out. Um, when you're actually trying to do the right thing, nobody wants to help you. Once you start breaking the law, people are quickly contacting you to let you know that you are breaking the law. So um, that is how we went about our route. And through that route, we found an awesome, awesome health department lady. And she really helped us through a lot of it. So it yeah. was painless, but they I mean, my pocket, my my pocketbook didn't think it was painless. No, the pocketbook <laughs> is never gonna think it's painless. But um, if the experience can be enjoyable, I don't know. I guess that's half the battle. Yeah. So now that we have all the licensing and everything, we've been up and going about six months, and. We have a few wholesale clients for baking with consistent like ordering and stuff like that. Um, so it keeps everything kind of moving and grooving, you know, as we enter into the slower season for growing. Um, essentially, the baking side of the business will float the agricultural business through the winter. And that's, and that's just something that... A as a business owner, if you're doing two things like this, you have to notice, you know, that the agricultural side might not 
hold the baking side and vice versa. So um, I think it was pretty wise on our end to really hammer down on the baking side and the agricultural side will just kind of grow if you will as time goes on um, we do have a couple of restaurants that we supply produce to but again we're a very small farm so we have to be aware of that um, it'd be awesome to supply everybody but we can't in that in the produce department but the couple of restaurants we do supply they're amazing restaurants um, they cook the most amazing food and they're always sourcing fresh ingredients so it's pretty cool but yeah the baking side has definitely been the golden child yes and and to be fair when we start decided to start brady farms it was a drunken idea in the bar because i was making bagels well i wasn't drunk you were drunk <laughs> But I was making bagels um, at home just because I was tired of paying store prices for, like, extra additives. Yeah, and actually, I'm going to stop you there. A lot of this did come from when COVID hit and a lot of things were getting expensive. We were getting real tired of it. And it really did start out as a hobby Yeah. of us just trying to help our pocketbooks. Yeah. But... Also being more mindful of, like, what we were consuming as well. Yeah. So, at the bar, drinking heavily and, like, oh. bragging about <laughs> how beautiful my bagels are. Yeah. There, uh, I mean, there's a few. So, um, it kind of started with that um, and helping out our friend's restaurant that was opening at the time. Yeah, it was brand new at the time, so... so. Yeah, so it kind of was just like a happy accident that we kind of just were like talking about it and whatever you may call it. It was definitely one of the like right times, right place situations. Yeah. Like we literally chatted about this and it just kind of took off out of nowhere because it was the right time and the right place. Yeah. It was kind of crazy how it all went down, yeah. but... Um, and then the farm part of it actually kind of started because while going through, like, all the health department stuff, uh, because I do use fresh produce in the baked goods and stuff like that, um, we actually were required to get that agricultural license to use the food that we were growing. So it yes. kind of was like, well, it's a no-brainer. We're, we're making food with our food so let's also sell the food that we're growing yeah, whatever <laughs> we're not using because clearly we grow a lot so so the excess we we sell why wouldn't you yeah so it's been it's been uh very eventful since we opened this um we've had a lot of i don't know not trying to call anybody out or do anything like that but we've had we've had obstacles <laughs> yeah we've had a lot of people upset at what we're doing and not because we're bad people not because the business model is bad but because they saw competition and they knew we were pumping out some good stuff and um 
it was very childish the way these businesses were going about ridicule, ridiculing us um, and trying to put a stop to us and turn us into the health department and every other thing. So this wasn't very easy for us, but we knew this is what we wanted to do. And so we stuck with it. And here we are now. And we are, I mean, we're still dealing with people that are petty, but I guess that goes with business, right? I mean, any business owner will probably tell you, you deal with that constantly. Um, like we said, this is our first time in the food industry, so we're not really sure how competition acts. Tom's but first time in the My food first time, industry. yeah. Lisa has been in the food industry for a long time. I have a background of um, mostly metal fabrication, and I've always liked cooking. I've always liked farming. Um, none of my family ever farmed or anything like that, so I'm a first-generation farmer, and I'm learning as I go, and... It's been pretty awesome, actually, and I think we're doing pretty good at it. Um, we've had some ups and downs, of course, as first farmers would do. But Lisa's been baking forever, so she's ran a few businesses. So it really wasn't hard for her to just jump in and start baking. We really just had to come up with our own recipes, and she came up with that on the fly. So she's a natural at this, and I'm kind of just... I've been the builder lately and the farmer yeah so, i'm um, the idea man tom's <laughs> tom's the executor yeah so we, it's been slowly <laughs> i've been kind of getting into the baking thing and i've i come in here and i mix a few things up and i'm pretty proud of them and lisa shoots them down <laughs> but um no, it's always the first batch is always great the second yeah. time you do it it's always crap yeah the so, first time he, i made brioche it was like the best brioche I've ever had. Tried it again, garbage. And he made three batches. Garb, <laughs> yeah, all three I was of them. so confident. It just was garbage. Um, so I learned a hard lesson there. Baking has a way of humbling you. It really does. <laughs> Don't think just because you know that the first time you're going to get it every time. Yeah. Uh, and that comes with like when we get a lot of orders and we're rushing stuff. You're trying to be quick. And your recipes, you don't give them the time they need. And it, it really comes down a lot to the mixing. Like, you don't let it mix as long. You're like, oh, well, it mixed long enough. Let's go to the next one, you know? So, and that's where it falls flat, literally, or turns into a brick. <laughs> yeah. So, you really have to, whatever it calls out, do it. Do not rush it. There are no shortcuts in baking. It's true. Yeah. So it's been tough for me, not for Lisa. Lisa <laughs>, laughs at me. So lately I've just been constructing things and getting the farm ready for winter. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. In a nutshell. And then, like we said, we're also parents. Yes. Uh, I also, I have a full-time job. Yes, Lisa is working full-time still. Yes, so very busy. In my spare time, I'm baking, yeah. parenting. It's not for the faint of heart. Yes, I'm very tired all the yeah, time. constantly tired. <laughs> but it's good. But we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. So hopefully it'll all pan out. Yes. And as Tom mentioned, we 
have a 15-year-old daughter. Yes. Well, stepdaughter for me. Yes, this is my daughter so with she, another woman. So she moved in right at the start of COVID. She did. Um, she Full had been time. living with her mother, and apparently uh, that was not working out well. And she moved to live with me, which was awesome. I've always wanted her to live with me. And so that, that day finally came. And she moved out here. We got her all set up. And uh, I don't know. It's been it's been a real challenge, I think. Um, she's just really upset about the mom situation. So yes, it just has not eased since then. And it's been a constant battle. So we, we're, we're fighting a different teenage battle than most of you might be fighting. But... A battle nonetheless. Yes. Difficult nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe one day we'll figure it out, but uh, right now we're taking it one day at a time. Yeah. It's, it's been good. It's just a lot of stress. Yeah. A lot of stress. Yeah. And a lot of Groundhog's Day. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's funny to think about, like, how you used to do things as a kid versus how kids do things now. So it's very interesting. Yeah, there's no, um, come to find out, kids don't hang out now like kids used to hang out when we were kids. Me and Lisa were kids. Um, I remember just riding a bike and running around. Not being home till the street lights were out. Things like that. But yeah, just running around basically. Yeah. No rhyme or reason. And uh, we didn't really care what was for lunch. We just, it was kind of like you're a bunch of renegades. You just running around. Uh, feeding yourself with sticks and berries. <laughs> You're full of shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I might not have had sticks and berries, but damn close, damn close to sticks and berries. Top we ramen. Had to hunt our own food. Top ramen. But the kids nowadays, it's like every meal's got to be fucking gourmet. Yeah. Every meal. It's like. It's a production. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. It's crazy. It's a different time now, and it's very hard to get adjusted to that um and it doesn't really matter what you teach your kids at home it seems like in our case anyways the excuse is always her yeah. friends parents do this yeah or my friends can do that or my friends can do that it's like it's very it's very weird to me and so being a, a kid of the 90s and trying to parent now in 2023, it's weird. Yeah. Very weird. Because I didn't, we didn't have phones. Well, we yeah, because if, if you so. think about it, we're the last generation that didn't, like, go through school with phones. We were. And I don't, I, and, and I'm not promoting this, but, like, we stole, like, we stole beef jerky, like, stupid stuff. <laughs> so it's like, we did hood rat stuff. It's true. Um, <laughs> but we fed ourselves. Granted, we were stealing. And I'm not condoning that but 
what I'm getting at is like it was like a fight or flight type situation when I was growing up, and now it's very much uh, you're a victim, yeah, of anything and everything, and there's no fight or flight no more. Yeah. So, I think the mentality is just somebody else will do it. <laughs> it is. It really is. And it's when somebody else's problem. Yeah, and that's that fight or flight. Like when we were kids, and I was running around, and uh, me and my homeboys, if you want to call it that, were ripping our BMX bikes. It was like we weren't even worried about where we're getting food or anything like that. Uh, we were taking care of ourselves. I mean, we're outlaws. You know what I mean? <laughs> and kids now, they just, like, they're scared to leave their house. Yeah. Because they they don't know what they're going to have. They don't know when snack time is. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's giving them snack time? Well, and I think in our situation, too, it, I mean, obviously, it could be different across the board for other people, but in our specific situation, it's very interesting. Like, me and Tom have so many skills that you know, a lot of people don't have any more, you know, like baking, farming. Old all, souls. Yeah, like we're definitely old souls. Yeah, old souls. But, you know, we have a lot of skills that, you know, they don't teach you anymore. Like, you ain't going through home ec anymore to learn no, these types yeah, of no, things. No, yeah, home ec. And it's hilarious because, like, our daughter just does not want to learn any of it. But it's, it. but I say it's like, it's, it's definitely a case by case because... Then you see my niece who comes and visits, yeah. and she loves learning all the things. Yeah, loves learning the things. Wants to sleep under the stars. Like, yeah, so it's very different. Super like, in tuned into nature and entrepreneurship, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, it really depends, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's just weird to me because when we were kids, it was like all the kids were the same. Yeah. You know? Like, there was no... You'd run across a, a lot of different kids. Yeah, you had the kids that played magic cards. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Like, 90% of the kids were like you. Yeah. We got dirty. Yeah. We picked the neighbors it, Well, your parents... Like, well, our parents used to say, in or out today, and they'd lock oh, the door. <laughs> My parents locked the damn door. Yeah. Like, they literally said, are you kids in today or are you out? Yeah. If you picked out... The door got locked. Yeah. And it didn't get unlocked until till, dinner time. Till it was dark, yeah. Yeah. Street lights. Yeah. Or porch lights, depending on where you lived. Yeah. But, yeah, we were not allowed to go in. And we didn't care. Yeah. We didn't even care. No, because like, we were gone all day. We were busy being kids. Yeah, we were busy being kids. We were getting into mischief. We were building forts. We were... Yeah. I think with social media and everything, like, kids just got ruined because they want to grow up so fast. Yes. They want to... Well, everyone also wants to be an Instagram uh, millionaire, too. Yeah. So, a lot of kids are just being real lazy now. Here's the deal. We're not there yet. No. We might get there. I mean, maybe one day. <laughs> if I get better at my photo skills. Yeah. We true. might get there in my videos, but... Yeah, it. so anyways, props to all the parents out there um, raising teens or... Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a ton, and I uh, tip my hat to you guys, and I'd love to hear more stories, because 
sometimes I think I'm the only one. Yeah, sometimes we sometimes feel like we're I on think an I'm island. I'm the only one that's going through this, but yeah. I know I'm not, but it feels that way yeah. because I don't have time to talk to other parents. Well, we don't have a lot of friends that have kids our age either. No, that, they, that when are... they're young, so easy. Yeah. Cakewalk. Yeah. I mean, up until they're 12, walk in the park. Don't even talk to me. Walk in the park. Once they're 12, hold on. Yeah. Totally different ball game. Yeah. Totally different ball game. Uh, and unless you, like, I, people that talk to me that get kids are under 12, no. No. Sorry. Not trying to be rude, but you haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Like, you have no idea what you're in for. So, I don't care if your kid is the sweetest kid that the church has ever seen. They are a different person when they turn 12 or 13 way different so my daughter was an angel ah! she was an angel she screamed when she wanted to brush her teeth i mean and when you took the ipad away well and... yeah because yeah her mom really was about the ipad but yeah <laughs> here's the deal i'm trying to get a point across here like she was not bad until about 12 13 and yeah. I don't mean I don't I'm not saying like totally terrible, but what I'm saying is I noticed a difference. Yeah. In her oh attitude. yeah, there's definitely like, like a difference. There was a different a shift change there. Yeah, because at least before like and she dad, had her moments, but then now it's like she's unapproachable. Now she's like holding on to moments. Unapproachable. Yeah, and super awkward. But it's it's one of those things where you're finding yourself, I guess. I don't. Know. Yeah. But I don't know. um, I definitely would like to. To hear your guys's experiences, um, just mainly because I'm curious. I'm just really curious about raising a teenager, um, specifically 14, 15 up. Yeah, high school. Oof. What are you guys dealing with, you know? Uh, you guys do, kind of dealing with the same stuff we're dealing with? Or do I just got that kind of case on my hands? Uh, an X-File. <laughs> got Mulder and Scully coming yeah, out. I got, Check I it out, dude. X-File on my hands. Who knows? I mean... But, um, yeah, so that's how the parenting thing's been going. Yeah. To be truthful with you guys, uh, every day's a new day for us. And, and, and by new day, we mean it's repeats the same so, day. A lot of, and <laughs> we tell people this a lot, but it is the God-honest truth. Um, I know you guys have seen the movie Men in Black. You know their little flasher. The memory eraser. Literally, that is us every day. Groundhog's Day. Apparently, this kid gets flashed every night. And yeah. he's just forgotten everything that was taught the day before. And we're going through everything again. It's craziness. So, yeah. um, I'm surprised I'm still standing, to be honest with you. But... I definitely have a lot more gray hairs. Oh my god, do I got the gray hair. Anyways, so moving on from the kids. Yeah. Um so this podcast long time basic, coming. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been talking about it for a very long time. Weren't sure how to kick it off, weren't sure what the topic was going to be, but we figured we'd kind of interview a lot of business owners. Um, new, old, doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter what industry you're in. Doesn't matter if you are a farmer. Doesn't matter if you 
uh, work on cars, um, construction. Here's the deal. Anything. This is the the everyday person's podcast. Yeah, like, literally, that is what we were trying to do. Like this. blue collar, like we're and, we're doing the same crap you guys are doing. Yeah, and why we why we chose? I mean, it is an everyday person blue collar situation. Um, why we chose business owners per se is because or new business owners, blue collar business owners. I'm not talking corporate. Um. Is because I want more people to hear about the struggles, but also um, the wins. The wins too, because there are a lot of wins. But with that does come struggles. Everyone knows that it can't all be gravy. So, excuse me, I had like a burp that was stuck. Um, but yeah, that's kind of why we were we were gearing it towards this. Is to get everyone's take on their experience. Not everyone's experience is the same. Um, but they're pretty similar. As far as the legalities go. Everyone's got to go through the same legalities. But the adventure is, is typically always different. So we just wanted to open everyone's eyes to entrepreneurship and... It's really not that scary. Uh, you just need to make that leap. And once you do, yeah, you're going to learn some things. It's not going to be all gravy. You got to be ready to take some punches for sure. But you also got to have the mindset and the stamina that, uh, you know, you can't let those punches hold you down and, and make you quit. I've been through three, four businesses now that just didn't pan out. Uh, partners. Definitely don't do partners. I would not recommend it. <laughs> I mean, some situations maybe, but for me, partners never worked out. Uh, you're always, it's two minds that are in different... Time zones. <laughs> they got different expectations for the business, and so you're constantly battling. Um, so... Wouldn't recommend that. Wouldn't recommend that unless you really know the person, and you guys are really both on the same page. But yeah, that's kind of why we started this whole thing. Yeah, and we got a a lot of great guys lined up that we're going to be interviewing. So uh, hopefully, you guys are excited for that. A lot of spicy stories. Some spicy stories coming up. Kids stories. Working stories. Where's my parking spot stories? Yeah, where's my parking spot? Uh, you Why know. the hell is gas so high? Yeah. Um, Go over some recipes, in-season yeah. recipes. Yeah, we might, yeah, we might uh, let you guys in on a few recipes. You know, today's menu is apple crisp. Homemade yeah, Lisa apple did make crisp. an apple crisp today. Yeah. It smells delicious, by the way. Homemade apple crisp. She did. Tis the season. I yeah, mean, it's she October. went to the store and got some vanilla ice cream for it. So she's doing it proper. Yeah. Stole some apples from the neighbor's tree. Yeah, we did steal some. I mean, granted, they did say we could. We did say we could. They were at home, so it, it was it just. It sounds better when we say we stole them from the neighbor's <laughs> tree. <laughs> but. Yep. We're doing the thing over here. You're already yawning, huh, babe? It's been a long day. It's been a day, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what'd we do today? I, uh, 
We built a, uh, well, Lisa started on her pasta sauce. We had about a bajillion tomatoes in the freezer. Yeah. We have about several freezers here on the farm. And a lot of the tomatoes from this season I started freezing because we weren't going to get to them in time. And so Lisa just started taking those out of the freezer and processing them into spaghetti, spaghetti sauce. sauce. So I did that long process. Uh, made some apple butter. What do you do with apple butter? You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, uh, I the kid, she puts it on waffles. A lot of people put it on toast. Yeah. Like, I'm not a fan of the apple butter, so I couldn't tell you, but... Me neither, but people love there it. There are a lot of people that love it. They love it. And I think, like, especially being in Reno, everybody wants to go to Apple Hill, but it's a few hours away, and yes. it's kind of a... It's expensive. So, people get excited when they see apple butter not at Apple Hill. <laughs> yeah. And I think everyone has their own... Uh, expectation for apple butter and what they put it on. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's a, a one-size-fits-all situation yeah. with apple butter. Like, personally, I'd probably put it on a plain bagel with, like, a little cream cheese and then apple butter. Just yeah. get it real decadent, you know? This is a totally off of apple butter subject, but I had to bring it up because it just crossed my mind, but mint jelly. Ew. Yeah. So my grandma had mint jelly, and I found it one time when I was a kid. And I made a peanut butter and mint jelly sandwich. Because you didn't know what it was. I did not know what it was. It was very bright green, though. So it looked cool. Let me tell you, I did not finish that peanut butter and mint jelly sandwich. <laughs> that thing was terrible. Yeah, you gotta be careful with the canned goods. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we canned up some apple butter. I made apple pie filling and canned that. Oh, that stuff's amazing. We made some homemade croutons today. and Bagels. A dozen bagels. Jalapeno cheese Alan. and Asiago, yeah. Yeah, Alan down there at WFO in Auburn. Yeah. He's getting some jalapeno bagels. If you guys uh all about the off-road vehicles and rock crawling and things like that, uh, Alan, Jaime, Jamie, Jaime, can help you out down there at WFO. Uh, really nice guy. We've been friends for quite a while, and uh, he knows his stuff, so he'll get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah. He had to start importing his bagel or exporting. No, importing. Importing, babe. We're in Nevada. Importing his bagels from Nevada because old Bubba's bagels in Grass whoa, Valley whoa, just you're really went. Dropping? It went your downhill. Name dropping? It Woo! went. It went downhill. Yeah. That was so. I loved Bubba's bagels I know. too, and it so was so good. When but... me and Tom first met, he was living in Grass Valley, and we. Like, every time I'd come down, we would go to Bubba's Bagels for, yeah. like, brunch. They had the best sandwiches. The best. We hadn't been there in years. Like, ever since COVID, we haven't been there. Oh, yeah, probably four or five years we've been there. Yeah. And we finally went there, gosh, like, two months ago. Yeah. Or something Horrible. like that. It's not good. Horrible. And I, we, Do not recommend that. We say horrible, like, unfortunately, like... I mean, like, they're still, broken. here's the deal, they're still loading that sandwich up thick, so I'm going to give them that. The bagel quality significantly dropped, which is unfortunate, because those bagels were fire. So, now Alan is uh, importing his bagels from Reno. So. Well, I mean, when you want the best. Yeah. So, you got to do what you got to do, I mean. Yeah. 
So here we are. But yeah, busy day.